The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Donald Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, is refusing to turn over documents being sought by a Senate committee investigating Russian interference in last year's election. In a letter to lawmakers, Flynn's lawyers said he was invoking the Constitution's Fifth Amendment, which says no one has to be a, quote, witness against himself in a criminal case. With us to talk about the letter and its implications is Timothy Edgar. He's the academic director for law and policy at Brown University's executive master in cybersecurity program. Tim, thanks for joining us. Um, What are these documents that, that the Senate is requesting from Michael Flynn? Well, they're requesting a number of documents, including emails and other documents they think would be relevant to the investigation. Um, and they're requesting them from Michael Flynn, as you said, uh, the former national security advisor. Um, and, you know, this is, this is a, an area where they're, um, they're, Flynn's lawyers are going to have a hard time invoking the Fifth Amendment because there's really no protection that the Fifth Amendment applies to documents. But there's kind of an exception to that we can get to in a second if you want. Yeah, let's just let, let's go ahead and dive into that. That was going to sure. be my, my next question. You know, normally, at least, uh, certainly non-lawyers probably think about the, the Fifth Amendment right as being something that involves you saying something out loud and that that might be self-incriminating. How, how is it a document is, is, arguably, uh, is arguably something that's protected under the Fifth Amendment? Right. Well, well, the documents themselves pretty much never would be protected by the Fifth Amendment because they weren't produced under any compulsion. Um, you know, he, he produced correspondence, emails, memos, whatever he did, uh, he did on his own volition. So that's, that's not protected by the Fifth Amendment. But um, the act of production may be. And that all depends on whether by producing these documents he is essentially commuting, communicating something uh, that he knows that could incriminate him. Uh, let me give you a very straightforward example. Um, you know, if, if somebody suspected me of making a pact with the devil, you know, with my uh, blood and, and, and on parchment, um, and they said to me, produce the pact with the devil, and I said, you know, well, I, I, if I produce it, then I prove that I have one, right? So it, it, it's kind of the same thing with these sorts of documents. Um, if in the fact that he goes through and identifies them and produces them to the committee shows the committee something it doesn't already know, um, you know, something about uh, his knowledge of where these documents are or the fact that they exist, uh, then that's really testimony. And the courts have basically said you can't get around the Fifth Amendment by subpoenaing documents that way. Well, so I'm looking at the letter, and and they uh, his lawyers talk about a Supreme Court case um, from night from, let's see, what is it? Uh, well, <laughs> involving Webster Hub- Hubble, uh, yeah. a case called United States versus Hubble. And it, it, essentially what the argument they're making is that case and others established that if there are specific documents that, uh, investigators can identify that exist, then the, those, they can expect those to be turned over. But in a case like this, where it's more of a fishing exp- expedition, where they say, give us everything you have about, 
contacts with the Russian government, uh, that uh, that is uh, a testimonial in terms of that that act of production. The way you were, you were, you were uh, what you were talking about. Uh, what's wrong with that argument? Uh, well, I I think that's a you know a, a good argument on its face. The question is whether the documents that they've identified in the letter they're seeking from Flynn uh, are specific enough. Uh, or not, or whether they meet that Webster-Hubble test. Um, and, and this gets also into another big question, which is who decides the answer to that question, right? I, I mean, um, you know, let's say Flynn persists and says, you know, I'm not going to produce you these documents. Um, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of steps that the Congress is going to have to go through uh, if, if they want to get a judicial ruling on whether he's entitled to, um, you know, to, to uh, invoke the Fifth Amendment or not. Yeah, can you walk us through those? What happens next? Uh, yeah, that so I mean, this is this is really, I think, one of the reasons that congressional investigations can often take a very long time. Um, if, if Flynn decides to stand his ground and not to hand over documents uh, based on that letter his, his lawyers provided, um, then the committee is going to have to find him in contempt. Um, of Congress, and it's not not just the committee itself. They'll have to refer that to the entire um, to the entire body for a vote. Um, and assuming they get a vote, which is certainly not um, you know not a foregone conclusion given how partisan this investigation has become, um, then they would have to refer that to really one of two processes. Uh, they could they could refer it to the Justice Department for uh, prosecution under a criminal contempt statute where they could seek to enforce the subpoena uh, through a civil uh, litigation, essentially through a lawsuit uh, against Flynn. Uh, and in either of those cases, uh, Flynn's uh, claim that he has a Fifth Amendment right not to produce the documents would then go before a judge to be litigated. But obviously that whole process would probably take many months to uh, work itself through. And, and typically in these cases, uh, what you find instead is that the lawyers for the witness and for the committee uh, get together in order to try to narrow the request uh, and come to some kind of um, resolution. But it's not clear what the resolution would be here with Flynn, uh, just because uh, General Flynn is in a lot of criminal you know, hot water right now, and uh, his lawyers are not going to want to take any action uh, that might jeopardize um, him in any way. Uh, they're going to want to uh, play the, their cards pretty close to the vest until they've gotten some sort of resolution from the Justice Department. Yeah, I guess the one thing that the Senate could do would be to offer immunity, which is what he has been seeking. Does that seem like a, a realistic avenue to you? Uh, well, it's certainly what Flynn wants. And uh, it's realistic if the Congress decides that what they care about is getting the answers to their questions without regard to how it screws up the criminal case against Flynn. Um, They're very unlikely to do that, I would say. Um, The last time that we had a really dramatic example of Congress giving a witness immunity in order to get that information out before the public uh, was in the Oliver North case back in the 1980s, um, where essentially... Uh, Congress was uh, so eager to uh, you know, air that Iran-Contra scandal before the public that they went ahead and granted kind of the star witness, Oliver North, pretty, pretty broad immunity. Um, but the result of that was to basically uh, doom the criminal case against him. Um, and, and so um, ever since then, you know, it's been sort of conventional wisdom among most uh, members of Congress and staff uh, that you don't want to do that. You don't want to give immunity to witnesses that might be facing serious criminal 
uh, problems that, that you want to uh, first let, um, in this case it will be Bob Mueller, uh, handle that part of the investigation. Uh, well, I think it would be Bob Mueller. That's actually a, a good question. But you want the Justice Department essentially to, uh, to handle all of that, and then if they come to a resolution, uh, then you might get the testimony of that witness um, in cooperation with the prosecutors. Tim, we're going to have to leave it there. I'll ask you the Bob Mueller question the next time. That was Tim Timothy Edgar. He's with Brown University talking about Michael Flynn invoking the Fifth Amendment. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.